In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Who run it? You know they're acting like it down now. I tear the club up for sure. This flow is gonna bring more dough. You know what you're acting like you're down now No, man, I say I'm running, running, cause I'm in control Hypnotic, can you see a couple shots of control? I ain't feeling nice, I get your eyes tight Party pop, sun, sis, coming with me tonight I ain't self-related, I ain't snapping and popping either I'm bobbing my head, I'm just standing there watching I'm a hustler, a hustle, you can tell that I'm paid And I protect what I got, I'm in the house with my blade You know what you're acting like you're down now Shit is no gimmicks, this is blood in and blood out When it's big, you just gotta know when to blood in and blood out 
that what really matters is what you like, not what you are like. Books, records, films, these things matter. They certainly do matter, folks. What is up? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan, and this is your Tuesday episode. Man, wasn't that... uh, I thought Monday's episode was great. Luke Goldbrinson, the uh, Southern Charm recap. Granted, I was nursing a very bad hangover, which we talk more about today in the Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie Ross. Um, I do want to go back and say a couple more things, though, about Whitney and Naomi potentially hooking up from Southern Charm. Now... There's two ways to look at it, that this is completely fake. Uh, Whitney seems like he comes off like very actory or trying to be an actor, like when he snuck up on Craig and Austin in that one scene. But two, I think, you know, the only thing that I think needs done is I think on Watch What Happens Live, Whitney and Naomi need to go on together and they need to kiss on camera. That's the only way I'm going to believe it. I want to see tongue on tongue. I I mean, I need that. I need to see Naomi go, I am now going to kiss Whitney Sunder Smith. And then they kiss passionately. And then I will believe it. Until then, I'm really up and down on this whole thing. Now, Craig did say, I think on his podcast this week or on an interview, that this, I think, continues on for a while. And listen, Whitney, you know, has his fans and stuff, but I mean, like, you you gotta be in a pretty interesting place in your life to all of a sudden, you know, go from Craig to Matul to Whitney. Like, how bad are the guys in Charleston? I mean, any of you guys listening in Charleston, please reach out and let me know. So I wanted to, I needed to start that off. Um... Obviously, we talk about uh, Sheena's wedding. I thought it was on Wednesday. It's actually tomorrow. Um, And there seems to be a lot of drama around this wedding. Um, You know, Katie is staying at the same hotel, I think, but is not going to the wedding. I don't know. We talk a little bit about that. Um, Jax, of course, is there with Brittany and Dodie. And I just, I mean, I, I just feel like this wedding, it's like these people are forced to hang out with each other for a decade now. And Jax seems miserable with most of these people. Um, We talk about an angry tweet that he uh, sent today. And we also talk about a little souvenir I got from Jax Taylor over the weekend. So very excited about that. Also, I wanted to mention the series finale of HBO Max's The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder um, was on Friday. And I talked a little bit about it on the Patreon episode that I did on Saturday with Maritza Lopez. But I will have I, I like I thought I was a little disappointed in the the season finale because you know if you guys I think I've explained this before and if you don't watch um, it, basically it's about this guy that supposedly sets up rehearsals for real life events so these people that have problems in their lives they can kind of rehearse every single option that the the situation might you know might happen so they could rehearse it and make it perfect. And then it kind of turns into this bizarre, um, comedic at times thing where then Nate, like there's a whole story where this girl, Angela wants to be a mother. And so he sets up a rehearsal with this, you know, kid and the kid gets three years older every couple of days. And Nathan decides he wants to see if he's like cut out to be a father. And then Angela like just does not seem, did not seem real to me at all. I was just, I was finding it so hard some of the things that she said to be believed, but then 
you know, I was watching 90 Day Fiance yesterday, and some of those people, I don't believe they exist either, but I know, unfortunately, that they do. So I actually, Angela, so I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I posted this on the Instagram this weekend. Angela now is on Cameo, and she's charging like 140 bucks, which I'm like, damn, cha-ching. But I'm much cheaper, you guys, if you need a cheaper Cameo. But Angela from the rehearsal is on Cameo. So I paid two ninety nine. You can you can pay to text those people. So I paid two dollars and ninety nine cents to talk to her, just over text. And uh, I told her about the pod, and she's checking it out, which is hysterical. But then I went and kind of dug a little deeper, and the show shot in Portland, Oregon. She is from Portland, Oregon. Now, the only thing that I saw that was in reference to her potentially being an actor was that she does have a voiceover reel. Now, a voiceover reel, you guys, is basically, like, I have a voiceover reel, where it'll put, like, five commercials together, like, here at Burger King, we're the home of the Whopper, and we make it good just for you. And then it'll, like, the next one, it'll change the music and be like, do you see yourself the new 2022 Toyota Corolla? You'll be driving around the mountains at 60 miles per hour in this fine beast of a machine. And you know, like, that's like a voiceover reel. And she has that, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's an actor. But then I saw on this other website where she like danced in an art film. So she's definitely artistic in some nature. Now, like once again, if you guys didn't watch the show, this is all confusing me talking about it. But for those of you that have watched the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to crack the case, but I was kind of left a little disappointed. Now, they announced on Friday, like a couple hours before the uh, season finale premiered, that they are picking this up for a second season, which I'm very excited about because we've done episodes on this the last couple of weeks where the HBO Max merger, in terms of streaming services, they're merging with the Discovery Plus streaming service by this asshole named David Zaslov. David, if you're listening, what are you doing? Uh, today, we had big announcements that they are shelving all of these um cartoons and you know cartoons are for kids i actually host that new podcast called what the kids are watching where we delve into uh children's cartoons in fact i recorded an episode today about uh, a cartoon called puppy dog pals and i gotta tell you i really liked it i think i have the mentality and i know you guys know this already of a five-year-old I'm, I'm really enjoying watching these kids shows i think it's a nice respite from housewives as well <laughs> but um uh, HBO, they made an announcement that they are shelving all of these cartoon projects that they were, they had already been deep in development and paying for. And one of those, and this is what pissed me off, was a Batman animated series by Matt Reeves, the director of this recent iteration of the Batman with Robert Pattinson. And I'm like, how fucking dare you shelve that? I think that, that to me, that's like, that, that would be a moneymaker and they're shelving an Urkel cartoon. From Family Matters now, I mean, like, I don't really, I don't care about Urkel one way or the other, but whatever. So I, I'm just, I'm so worried that they're going to blow it with HBO Max. It's such a great streaming service and Discovery has its own kind of thing, but I just find it weird that the 90 day universe is going to be right next to Succession when they merge. I just feel like it's different, like the tone, the aesthetic, all of that, you know, like Discovery plus is good. I mean, they can they can produce content very cheaply, and that's the name of the game. But it always sucks with these things when you realize that at the end of the day, it truly is all about money. It's not about our enjoyment. 
You know, it's not about the creatives behind it. It's about money. And can you make money? And how much money can you make for uh, their shareholders? And that's what's frustrating about art in general. So I'm... I'm I'm getting more angry by the day about this. Okay, what else? Oh, this was great. So you guys know I'm in that, uh, I think it's called The House of Hammer, which is a Discovery Plus documentary series. I'm a talking head about Army Hammer and his family. And I don't know what they use of our interview. I don't know. I think you might be hearing the podcast in it. I have not gotten to see it yet, but I know uh, our friend Lauren Zenblond is in it. Uh, I think uh, the the lady behind Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo is in it. Um, or, or is it Bravo Bone? I think Bravo Bone Collector. I'm sorry. Bravo Bone Collector. But uh, I woke up to a text from Lauren, the Zen Blonde today of like, uh-oh, we got trolls. And this person had tweeted at me, Lauren, Casey Hammer, which is Army's aunt, and put all of our photos together. And most of these photos were from the stills from the Discovery Plus documentary from the preview. But I'm not in the preview. So they found a picture of me with my dad. <laughs> they put it up and they said, this is the real House of Horrors. All of these people got fillers or some shit like that. And they alluded to us doing it for the money or something. First off, bless you. But I've never gotten fillers. Um, I would not be able to personally afford fillers. I don't think I would do fillers if it was offered to me for free. Maybe I would consider it Uh Botox. Sure. You know, but like, no, there would, no, I'm never going to do fillers. That would be just so weird on my face. And if you guys, I don't know. Anyways, I was, I, I, I didn't respond back to this person, but I was like, yo, for, I was like offended. I was like fillers. And secondly, I hate to break this person's heart too, is that I don't think anybody got paid for this. I know Lauren didn't. I know I didn't. I mean, you don't usually get paid for documentaries. Um, you sometimes get paid for like news interviews, but I've never been paid for one. But those are like if you're, you know, if they're trying to like woo like a big story, um, they will pay. But uh, I, I want to let everybody know I would not do that for the money. Um, so it'll be interested. I'm really interested to see this thing and I hope it's not embarrassing. It looks like it's done well, but we will see. But I, I, I'm like, oh my God, do I have to lock my accounts? Am I going to start getting a lot of weird army fans after me? I don't know. Um, do you think, oh, by the way, we have this new Beverly cinema on Beverly Boulevard right by me, which is like a revival movie house. And they're playing the movie drive in September. Now, Fun fact at home for all you kids that forgot, Drive is a movie with Ryan Gosling, but more importantly, it's the movie that I'll always remember because it's the movie that Jax put on when Sandoval was in the other room and ended up hooking up with Kristen Doty while the movie Drive was on. And let me just take you through that. Like, what do you think that moment was like? I talked to Tom Sandoval a little bit about it in our interview but I didn't get to get as personal of like, you go to bed, you're tired. You think, oh, my buddy Jax, the liar, is I'm just going to let him hang out with my girlfriend, Kristen Doty. And you're, you're snoozing away. And then they turn on the movie Drive. And Dollars to Donuts, I bet Jax did not understand that movie at all. I bet he found it boring. So all of a sudden he's like, yo, what if I, uh, what if I, what if I accidentally graze Doty's foot with my foot? And then she doesn't pull away, right? Okay. 
And then maybe we get a little hand touching the knee. And then maybe, we, you know what I'm saying? And then things just get out of control. I someday do want to write a one act play about that night. I've, you know, and whoever wants to audition for it, that's great. We might have to require nudity, not from the female, but from the male. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Jack's completely disrobed. But as think about how dark that is. We've seen that apartment that they lived in. It's not huge. How dark is that? That I mean, and that was probably what the exciting part was. So then if you think about it in terms of Jack's, he did that with his supposed best friend in the other room. And then we also know through audio recordings and the show that he also hooked up with Faith in front of the 90 plus year old woman that she was caring for. Like that is wild. And we all make mistakes, right? We all do crazy shit. I woke up on a lawn the other day. I get it, but come on, you know, at a certain point, I just find it funny that Jax has the audacity to be mad at other people still when his life should all be about just apologizing on a daily basis and saying, well, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> uh, we, of course, get into Lisa Renner today. This lady cannot keep her story straight to save her life. I, I mean, I don't know truly what it is. Is it is, is she dealing with grief or is she an asshole? Because it seems like she is now using both of these. Uh, she's just all over the place. And I think she truly is panicking for some reason. She just needs to chill out. And I think Diana Jenkins has gotten pulled into this madhouse because she now is Instagramming up a storm trying to go against Garcelle. And she's doing like Google, like she's like trying to get up the results for Google, Google searches for her name after a show. And she's like, see, look, a lot of people search Diana Jenkins at the Realize was in Beverly Hills. And not, they did not do that as much for Garcelle. And like, no shit. We all know who Garcelle is. Diana, you are still new to us. So people are either Googling you to be like, well, who the fuck is this person that keeps talking like one sentence every six scenes? Or they're like, what is all the weird shit that we're not getting into with Diana that actually does come up when you Google her about trafficking and all of that stuff, which not, of, I'm not saying any of that's true, but those are rumors that are clearly associated with Diana Jenkins. I don't know. It's just weird. We're getting like weird, panicked Instagramming social media, both from Rinna and from Diana. Weirdly enough, we're not getting it that much from Erica Jane. And I got to tell you, it notice this. It does her better when she leaves it alone. When you start creating all of this ruckus, I'm telling you, it does not work the way that they think it works. Now, this is one of Lisa Rinna's uh, Instagram posts uh, the last couple of days. And believe me, this it swung wildly over the, the last couple of days. This is just one of them. She goes, I have been very fortunate to sit with my feelings for a while now. Grief is something we don't want to talk about, go through or deal with, so we avoid it at all costs. For me, this year it took a turn that I never expected. I lost my dad seven years ago, and it was different. It didn't happen while I was on TV. And what I've realized is how hard it has been to have to relive it seven months later. I also realized others don't know what to do with your grief, so they don't do anything. They keep living their lives and go forth. We all do it. Grief is a lonely journey you must take on your own. I hope my showing my grief has been somehow helpful to you. You have been also helpful to me with your sharing of your grief. Thank you. And then she did three emojis, a dove, 
a praying hair, a praying hands emoji, and then a heart emoji. Now, listen, I have said this every recap is I cannot imagine the loss of a parent. And that is true, real grief. But the way Lisa goes back and forth is weird because she'll blame her anger on grief. And then we go, okay, well, what about all these other seasons when you weren't dealing with grief, you were still kind of an asshole and like, no, no, this is grief. And then today she puts out an Instagram story of like, you know what guys, I think I was more of an asshole on other seasons than this one. Huh? So you're admitting now, I mean, like, what are, are we coming to an agreement, Rena, that you're just out of it? You're just, you've lost the plot completely? So this was one of the the Instagram posting, and it just seems like she's changing her mind depending on whatever she reads on social media. So I think she read somewhere that people were like, oh, she's mean in other seasons. So now she's like, oh, is that is that what they want? Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to say that I was mean in other seasons. I just feel like she can't make up her mind and she's just clawing at anything right now. She also posted um, a photo of Aspen receipts, which is just so hacky. What are you like the Bravo carrot top? You have little props. This is my manila folder for, for Bravo receipts from Aspen. Now, supposedly according to Queens of Queens by Bravo, Queens of Queens of Bravo, that, uh, they said that it is not just drama with Kathy that we're going to be seeing on this Aspen trip. Now, this is interesting, says, uh, this is the post without giving too much away. Someone close to the real Housewives of Beverly Hills production. Let's slip that we should expect some big feuds out of Aspen. One of them includes four different housewives. Two housewives leave the house when the drama gets too much. And even two of the Fox force four get into it. It isn't just all Kathy. Now, I hate to say this, but I always wonder who is the source for these things, because I do know from like, I have proof of this, that Rinna does go into Instagrammers DMs and tries to quote unquote work with them and bash other creators and stuff like that, which is just hysterical. You think if you're on this show, you would not have to deal with any plebeians like us, but my God. Um, so that's that on that. We'll, we'll pay more attention. I'm sure we'll get more information. I believe the Aspen episodes start this week, unless they took a week off. Uh, also shout out to real housewives of Atlanta. Me and Sophie talk about it. They had their 300th episode on Sunday and, uh, Candy and Marlo made amends at the airport over Kentucky fried chicken and I, you got to love anything with Kentucky Fried Chicken and making amends. I think that is always the good sign of, I mean, if you have a bucket of KFC, you're happy at first. I mean, your stomach is going to be angry at you much later. I mean, I've had some really bad KFC mornings, like the, the morning after. Like, I've never had a walk of shame, but I've had a walk of after I've eaten Kentucky Fried Chicken. And it's just, it's, it's not, it's not good. Um, oh, wait, also, now I'm just going through Queens of Bravo's Instagram. There's so much information on here. Uh, also, this was great. Somebody had wrote this on Diana Jenkins' Instagram post of all the ladies. And some uh, Bravo devotee account says, every episode you talk, I forget you're a castmate. And then Kathy Hilton responded to that person goes, me too. <laughs> and then did four emojis. Now is Kathy realizing she is agreeing with somebody making fun of Diana? Like I really, that's another watch what happens live. I want to get Kathy in some kind of hot seat. Let's get the um, lie detector man that did Lisa Vanderpump a couple seasons ago. Hook Kathy up to the lie detector and just find out what she knows 
I mean, I feel like maybe she completely is trolling all of us and is a criminal mastermind. We will never know. Now, I didn't get to say this with Sophie, but in terms of the Kardashians, this was fascinating. You know that robbery uh, that happened in Paris uh, years ago with Kim Kardashian and $10 million in jewels? Well, the one of the robbers did an interview with Vice, and you can watch this interview. But one of the suspects in Kim Kardashian robbery in Paris has no guilt. The quote from the L.A. Times says she was throwing money away. Eunice Abbas, one of the men who allegedly robbed Kim Kardashian of $10 million in jewelry in 2016, says he doesn't feel guilty about it. Quote, I don't care. Um, he said that him and a group of men, which they actually uh, entitled the men the grandpa robbers because they were all between the ages of like 50 and 65. Um, so I thought that what a what a ragtag name for a group, the grandpa robbers. But they did see Kim flaunting her jewelry. And so they made the decision to get that. They saw her engagement ring. They, you know, and the quote was, since she was throwing money away, I was there to collect it. And that was that. Guilty? No, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, representative for Kardashian did not immediately respond to the Times' request for comment. Uh, Abbas is among those awaiting trial in the case, but was released from jail early because of health reasons. He told Vice he was caught because he left his DNA at the scene when he overpowered a guard at the hotel Kim was staying at. Uh, quote, I took his hands, I tied him up, and by doing so, I left my DNA. As I already had a record, it was very easy to trace me. Um... So he did a tell-all book he published about the heist, um, but Abbas also detailed how he and the alleged robbers gained access to Kardashian's apartment building and room at this hotel. Um, and they take you through that in this interview. Uh, he says, I stayed downstairs, but my two colleagues went upstairs with the concierge to go to Madame Kardashian's room. Then they picked up the jewelry. They went downstairs. Miss Kardashian's secretary called for help, but she called 911 and that's 911 in the United States. They were in Paris. Um, so, but she called 911 in the United States, which scared us, which made them lose a lot of time. And when we got out, there was a bunch of police outside who didn't know anything about the robbery. Um, in his book, Abbas mocked this person that made the 911 call. Um, Abbas also told Vice that he vaguely knew of Kardashian because of her estranged husband rapper Kanye West, but he did catch a glimpse of her TV show. Quote, I saw one of her shows where she threw her diamond in the pool in that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, he said. I thought, she's got a lot of money. This lady doesn't care at all. See, isn't that interesting? And especially when we can compare it with Dorit Kemsley and her home invasion robbery, that they allegedly saw all of the purses and all that room that she had posted all of her Instagrams for. Um, so the alleged mastermind behind the heist was a, a gentleman named Amor Eight Kadaki, who wrote Kardashian an apology letter from his prison cell that said he regrets his action and realizes the psychological damage he caused, according to the Associated Press. The mother of four, Kardashian, kept a low pri profile for months after the incident, but slowly made her way back to the limelight. You, you can't keep a Kardashian down, folks. 
Uh, she opened up about the incident on David Letterman's uh, interview show on Netflix, talking about being paranoid and struggling with trauma and anxiety. She said, I definitely took a year where I got really paranoid of people knowing my whereabouts. I didn't even want to go to a restaurant because I thought someone will know I'm at this res restaurant. They'll take a picture. They'll send it. They'll know my house is open. They'll know that my kids are there. I was just really scared of everything. I can't sleep at night unless there are half a dozen security guards at my house. And that has become my reality. And that's okay. What, how dark is that? Like, even if we all, you know, make fun of Kim and the Kardashians, that still is a scary reality, but also a reality that she did not cause. But when you do flaunt your personal wealth, she says now she only uses, if you see her in jewelry, it's costume jewelry. Uh, that's the, you know, she does not keep money at her house or expensive jewelry at her house. Who knows if this is to be believed or if this is something you just put out in the press. So you hope if any robbers are paying attention, um, but that is the, that's gotta be the smartest way to go. Plus, if you see that scary haunted house they live in, it was Kanye's purchase, I believe, but now Kim bought it. It is one of the scarier houses I've ever seen. It is just, it just feels like your voice would just echo. Like it's gotta be eventually a set in like a saw movie or something. I don't know. I thought this was a fascinating story. It is well worth it to watch that vice interview. And now you guys, let's get into it. Let's get into the pop culture roundup a day late with the one and only Sophie Ross. We talk about our hangover stories. We talk about the Affleck wedding. We talk Beverly Hills. We talk Kardashians. We talk the uh, uh, Sarah Highland wedding. We, I mean, we, we go into everything today. Always a great conversation. So here we are, the pop culture roundup with Sophie Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to your week. Even though it's Tuesday, uh, we totally screwed up and completely spaced that we usually do these on Mondays. Uh, but we are here to talk about the last week's pop culture events and possibly what's to come. With me, as always, is uh, a pop culture guru herself. You might know her from the podcast So True with Sophie Ross and, of course, her writing. But it's the one and only Sophie Ross with us. Sophie, why, why couldn't you record yesterday on Sunday? I was extremely, extremely hungover from a wedding I intended Saturday. So, so that means there was an open bar. Wait, okay, but enough about me. <laughs> Ryan, you told yeah. me you woke up in a yeah. yard. Yeah. Yesterday morning. Yeah. What was that about? Well, it, I mean, it wasn't as it was during the, the early morning. So, Listen, I have been so good lately in terms of I haven't been drinking. I've been working out with a trainer. Everything's been great, really following a diet. And then Saturday, it all fell apart. And I had just been on a Patreon episode bragging about how great I'm doing with my diet and stuff. We, I met an old friend and her husband at um, this Mexican restaurant called El Coyote on Beverly. It's like famous but like we started having spicy margaritas at like five thirty, and this is early at like five thirty, and I'm telling you guys, I don't know if you've ever had uh, one of these alcoholic drinks. You feel like you're, you know, you could fly, and I hadn't eaten anything. I had like an egg, a couple eggs earlier that morning because I was trying to be good on the diet, and I was like, yeah. Maritza was like, yeah, have a, a taco salad or something. I was like, yeah, I'll do that, and I start drinking these margaritas, and then I keep drinking the margaritas. I think there might have been tequila shots involved at some point. I, and then it just all gets blurry. Like I wound, <laughs> I wish I could tell you every, this. I mean, it's not funny. It's like completely sad. It's, I lost my phone. I found, I have my phone now, but I still do Where not have, it? Uh, it was at my friend's house. Like, so I guess, I guess I went 
I, I'm, I guess I went back to my friend's house. They have a house over near that restaurant. And I guess I must've said, I got to go. And let, I mean, I, I wasn't driving or anything like that, but I didn't even have my phone. So I just said, I got to go. And then all of a sudden, I guess I, I then laid down on the grass somewhere and like, just woke up like hours later going like, what the hell? And I had, and I, you know, still, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Didn't know where I was. Didn't. And I walked you. And this is what's great thing about having a Fitbit and an Apple watch is that it tracks your steps. I walked five miles at like three in the morning or something. Just, I didn't know. I was dangerous. No shit. It's dangerous. I'm not proud of this story. This is not like something it's like funny. It'll maybe get funnier in weeks and years to come, but it was so not funny. And I felt like the biggest piece of garbage trash. Yes. And I was like, Oh wow. Well, is, and the thing is, I wish I could say, Oh, well, is this your rock bottom? But it's like, I'm not even a daily drinker anymore. I'm not even a, like I enjoy, but I, I, I've never had like a blackout that where I went and laid down on a front lawn. Like who lays down on a front? This isn't like 16 candles or some like kind of eighties movie. Like I fell asleep on a, on a front lawn of a mansion. Like these were all, I was in Hancock park, I guess, which is all mansions. And I was just laying there taking a snooze. And then I remember where, walking. How, like, where were your friends? How did they let you end up? I, like get, I guess I convinced them that I was good to go, even though my phone was there, but I still don't know where my AirPods are. Uh, that, that tracking is lost on that. Thank God my keys and my wallet were with me. Like, so I could get it, you know, thank God for like little things, but it's it was so, so embarrassing. So then when you texted me that I was like, yeah, of course. And then I had to I mean, I'll tell you what really doesn't help when you're hungover, having to take notes on Southern Charm. Cause I, I oh, aired God. the I aired the Luke Gulbrinson interview on Monday and a Southern Charm recap. And it's like, I'm telling you, when Whitney's talking about hang hooking up with Naomi or like the I'm like, it just didn't, it doesn't help a hangover, you know? First of all, yeah, the Whitney and Naomi thing. We need to talk about that. But how are you at a Mexican restaurant and you didn't get like queso? Dude, or like this is my dumb brain. My dumb brain is like, and I'm too old. Like my dumb brain is like, oh, you know what? I'm drinking the calories. I don't want to really, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pig out here. I was in my head. It was 530. I thought I'd be home by like nine. I thought, and then I'll get something to eat then. And I'll have a nice, like, you know, quiet night. I don't know. There's like a huge swath of time I cannot account for. And that's never, I don't think that's ever happened to me, but it was, it, I'm not proud. Like there's nothing. I'm, I was so full of self-loathing yesterday and today it's still there, but it's like a little quieter. Cause I've had to work all day, but the amount of self hate, it's just, it's not worth it. Like, I'm like, this is not worth it. This is so idiotic. And I was just so happy to, I haven't, I haven't seen this friend in like over like a year and a half. And I was so excited. And I think I just, I was having such a good time. And then it just all turned so wrong. Oh God. Well, it's okay. Everyone has those nights. Actually the one time that I can remember like waking, I woke up on the sidewalk and I like puked all over myself. It was when I went to (laughs) Davey, it was when I went to Davey Wayne's. Oh, in in Hollywood. Yeah. And I woke up outside of Davy Wayne's covered in puke on the sidewalk. And I guess I told my friends also, I was like, I'm good. I was like with yes. a guy at the time. I was I like, must be good. really convincing when I'm drunk. Cause I was like, no, no, no. I, I mean, I don't remember this conversation, but I was like, gotta go. Gotta I'm go. Drinking, as we're talking about this, oh, I'm drinking a claw. I'm not going to, Oh God. I mean, and spicy margarita. I mean, just the, that, what a 
whole, but then I was the only thing that I kind of was psyched about just because I am in this kind of workout kick where I was like, wow, I got five miles worth of steps. Like I, yeah, I exercised on top, but I do the, I'll just remember pieces. And I remember walking through like a very extremely wealthy neighborhood and going, of course, another fucking mansion. So rich people are so stupid. I remember just, I was so angry. <laughs> I didn't know where I was and I couldn't get an identifying street that I recognized. And you didn't have your phone. Didn't have my phone. I'm, But I will tell you, I didn't have my phone for most of Sunday and it was really kind of nice. Like oh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't exist for a second and it was really nice because I had left off like the last thing I think I touched on my phone was I had made an Instagram post about the Benefer wedding. And my intention of the post was to make fun of the daily mail because they legitimately have the stupidest headlines that tries to get clickbait. And the headline was Ben Affleck kisses JLo on the steps of his 8.9 million Georgia quote plantation mansion on their wedding day where guests, including Matt Damon will chow down on pork chops. And I wrote this headline has it all because it truly was a ridiculous headline. But then in the comments, people started fighting about, the plantation part yeah, of it. Apparently it's not, it wasn't a plantation. He built it in 2001. It's a, right. It's a plantation style mansion, which I think, it, yeah, it's kind of like misleading. It's like, is that oh, a real, like, it's is completely that a, I misleading? Know, I don't know architecture. So it's like, is that a real, like, terminology that people use in like the architecture world, plantation style? I, I, because I, mean, I guess. Not, I, wait, you know what I also read about the Jen and Bed wedding is that two people had to be taken away in ambulances. Well, I mean, I knew the, wait, what is the one, the mother though? Cause Ben's mother. So Ben's mother, the day before the wedding, which is hysterical. Cause there was always rumors that Ben's mom didn't like JLo. So I was like, is this like a monster in law kind of thing of like, she hurts herself. So the wedding possibly can't continue, you know, but she, I guess, fell off a dock. No, I'm not. That's not funny. It's it, my, you know, but I could see my mom falling off a dock accidentally, but they had to take her. I mean, she's fine. I think she had a couple stitches, but that was one of those. Um, but yeah, I, this headline, someone I felt like was the wedding. Someone from the wedding, I guess was fucked up and got taken in an ambulance. And I wanted, was it Ben? To, I wanted to think it was Matt Damon. I would love if it was Matt Damon and then they could do the scene from Good Will Hunting. We're like, it's not your fault. No, I know. I know. It's not your fault. No, I'm saying it's not your fault, man. Leave me alone. It's not your fault. Yeah. No, I, I want to give you a couple. Well, by the way, Daily Mail, shame on you. What a clickbait headline. But then what's so disappointing about social media was I thought I put this up as how ridiculous because you don't put plantation in quotation marks and then says chow down on pork chops. Like how dumb of a headline is this? But then it made me sad because then everybody was arguing. Everybody was arguing about then plantations. And we were talking about Ryan Reynolds because his wedding was on an actual Their wedding plantation. was at an actual, actual plantation. Yeah. So that is worse, obviously. I think undoubtedly that's worse. Oh, undoubtedly. But the thing was, it's just like, I, I was more making fun of the Daily Mail. And I guess that's my fault for not being more clear about it. But I hate to see when people are. And then I finally was like, yo, I got to go meet a friend. You guys continue arguing in my comments about the Benefer wedding. I got and and then I proceeded to get just horribly shit can drunk. So everybody and wins. Then you were off the grid yesterday. Then I was off the grid. Living was, in the moment. By the way, I could have faked my own death after, after I don't post on Instagram for a day. People really genuinely seem they to get, get worried. worried. Um, so the Benefer wedding. Just to give you a couple more details, guys. Um, 
So they were already married in Vegas, obviously, but they had this big wedding. They originally, remember, dated from 2002 to 2004. They rekindled the romance, got married last month in Vegas, and then this is the big party for their friends and family at Ben's 87-acre compound on Hampton Island Preserve. It was a 45-minute ceremony in front of friends and family. Um, all families were involved and Jennifer Gardner and JLo's exes were invited, but they chose not to come. Casey Affleck, Ben's brother chose not to come and said there was like a parenting obligation or something. Who knows? Um, they had a weekend long, uh, thing of like group activities, spa. They rented out a whole boutique hotel for all of their guests. Um, Savannah trolley cars helped ferry guests around Affleck's estate. And the, the theme was like old Hollywood. So there was like framed movie posters of like Casablanca and all of those kind of movies. Matt Damon, of course, was what, there. With- what if there was like a Pearl Harbor? <laughs> oh, Armageddon, Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would, I'd actually love that. Um, Kevin Smith and his wife were there along with, I love that Jay and Silent Bob were there. And I guess, I know they did Jersey Girl together, and that's, you know, where J-Lo and Ben were together. So I'm sure Kevin Smith was psyched to get invited. Uh, And then this author, Jay Shetty, officiated the ceremony. He's the author of the book, Think Like a Monk. Have you ever heard of this guy? No. Yeah. uh, um, The ceremony, the guests went home with some straw gift bags, which were monogrammed with the couple's initials. Wouldn't you love, I'd love to get my hands on a monogrammed Benifer wedding gift bag. Oh, hell yeah. I, mean, I wonder oh, what was yeah. in it. Like, I want details about what's in this shit. I'm really fascinated by, like, super rich people's gift bags because they're always so extravagant. Like, Do, yeah. Did you ever read about the Oscars gift bags? It was, like, before, like, it was 10 years ago. I think there was, like, a rule, like, that they cut down on them. But these gift bags used to be worth, like, upwards of $100,000 where they would have, like, cars. So any nominee would get these gift bags or a presenter but you would have to pay taxes on those gift bags. So you would do this and then have to go walk away paying like $30,000 in taxes for That's receiving stupid. all these gifts. That's it, so stupid. It is I'm stupid. Sorry. It is stupid. I um, mean, tax the rich, but like that's dumb. Wait, so you were at a wedding on Saturday. Why uh, did you, it was just an open bar? Why did, Cause this seems like, why is yeah. this such a big wedding weekend? Like they, Benifer got married. It's summer, but I also think that like, Post COVID, I think that these wedding seasons are even more busy than like before COVID because a lot of people couldn't get married during COVID, or a lot of people are like, wow, the world could end tomorrow. I want to get married now. And like now it's just like weddings are everywhere. Yeah, Sarah oh, Highland, uh, Sarah Highland and that bachelor dude got married this weekend oh, too. I think I'm sorry. I know everyone loves them. I ha- have always thought Wells is so annoying. Like Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Highland seems very sweet and I'm happy for her, but like Wells is so annoying and useless. And the fact that everyone's always like, Wells for Bachelor host, and like have Wells host Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm like, he has no personality everyone's like oh but he's so funny and what does he do it is interesting the so funny remarks it's like you know have wells be ugly and see if he's funny then like he, and he's not cute see if he's, he's really funny then. funny i think but, it's he's not like he's not like hot and ripped he's kind of like dweeby a little bit but he's cute dweeby he's, he's not dweeby yeah he's cute dweeby and it's just like when has he ever been funny? He's just one of those like bachelor podcasters now that has like such an inflated like ego. And everyone's like, yeah, Wells for host. And I'm like, stop inflating his ego even further. 
Well, do you think he's, is he more annoying than Nick Vile? No, obviously not. No, not not even close, but still they fall in kind of the same category of just like bachelor podcasters who have clung onto the franchise. Well, how do you, I mean, like I was thinking about that too. If I ever got like in, like you want to use, I guess the attention that you get somewhere, but it is hard because there's so many of these, the, the ecosystem of the bachelor bachelorette franchises it is so delicate. Like it is like, cause there's like hundreds of people and they're more get added and they then get thrown into the whole influencer lifestyle, which is just insane. Like, you know, to try to make waves now. I understand. Like, you know, if you get attention for the bachelor, you have to make money somehow. And if you can make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, there's a difference between using the attention you get and like using that platform and like creating your own business or like whatever it is versus you only associate with the bachelor and like that's your entire personality now and it's the only people you can hook up with too right you you have to hook up with other contestants not an actual actress yeah he he made good his local boy made good for the bachelor franchise um also you know, it's not just weekend weddings that are popular because this week, one of our favorite people Sheena. to get married, Sheena, is doing it again. They uh, they are all in what Mexico, um, and she's getting <laughs> she's getting married on a Wednesday, and I think yeah, Sheena's I last marriage. Well, because Sheena loves to save a buck. Sheena, lo- true, wait, true. remember true. her her wedding, her last wedding. Um, wh- how am I blanking on that dude's name? Shay, Shay, with Shay. Remember she had the cast clean up her wedding after that night, after it was done, or they had to wake up early the next morning to do that. But they're all in Mexico. And the the big news is Jax and Kristen and Brittany are there. And this is the word on the street. This is all I'll say is that I don't think everybody's like, how are they not going to, you know, are they going to shoot Jax and Brittany? How are they going to work around it? From what I hear, there's a very small crew going to this so i don't think it's going to be like a Jax and britney extravaganza like their wedding i think this might be relatively tamer uh from what i'm hearing from a production standpoint i could be wrong but that is just something that i i heard from a source so we'll see and i can't but i mean i kind of would you be okay if they showed Jax? would you be infuriated if they just did panned over and you saw Jax? i would not be infuriated i would be okay with it it would be it would make more sense for them to do that rather than like blur his face which is what they've done to stassi after she got fired <laughs> did they so really like, i don't remember that. <laughs> yeah they were like showing photos like i can't remember where they were maybe was that like katie and i don't know they were showing photos and stassi clearly was in one of the photos they blurred her face and i was like oh but the mentality yeah. like you know, Kristen's posting like on my way and Jackson, Brittany supposedly aren't, haven't gone to any of the group events yet because, you know, I love that Jack still will never get over how, like what a bad attitude that guy has, but there's also, we're, we're talking about the bachelor ecosystem. You know, I wonder if there's any kind of part of it of like, I got Kristen's like, I got to show my face. This is potential work down the line for me. I got to get in there. Yeah. You know, wait, did you see that Katie like isn't there yeah she's in mexico but she's not there she's yeah. not there for the wedding she's What's there the with christina kelly clearly had a falling out do you know like what the deal is yeah what i hear is that it, it's involving because sheena on her podcast had tom schwartz on and kind of asked a bunch of questions that i think i mean this is all alleged uh 
pissed off Katie and Katie and Sheena have always had like kind of a rocky relationship anyways. So I just don't think that uh, that was bound to happen. And we know Stassi, I think her invitation got pulled because she was initially invited too, but then Sheena and Brock got disinvited from their wedding when they had to cut, um, you know, the guest list. So I think Sheena took that personally, but the whole, the whole crew is over there. So it'll be interesting. I'm surprised you weren't invited. I'm not so, you know what? I'm very, I'm ecstatic. Sheena was joking about that, but that would be so, I would be so uncomfortable. Like, you know, you want to talk about me drinking. Oh, I would be, if to meet Jack, well, can I tell you, I want to, so I think, you know, Jax has that Jack, shop Jax's closet on Instagram where he supposedly don't like not donating. He's selling all of his prize collectibles and then he's giving it like to charity, supposedly. But then somebody found his eBay account last week and it was sent to me. And like the things that, you know, are on there, like the, the autographed prints were like a thousand dollars for some of these things. But his eBay, you guys, has more affordable options. And you are looking at the proud owner of a 1986 Rambo lunchbox. Jax's Rambo lunchbox with Sylvester Stallone and a a machine gun on the lunchbox. And Rambo. Rambo. Did you get it yet? Did you get it? It's supposedly, it's supposedly uh, at my house right now. But the thing is, my roommate sent me a picture and they fucking, I think this is Jack's handwriting. He put the return address of his actual house. And I was like, oh man. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, let's would, do some reconnaissance. Is but, that what you pronounce it? Reconnaissance? Reconnaissance. 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 I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Jax's Rambo lunchbox, I think that you can't, because there was also a Star Wars lunchbox, but the Rambo lunchbox was like, it was 35 and the, the Star Wars was 55. And I was like, $35, that's in my budget. And Rambo, just the thought of Rambo and Jax makes me like kind of laugh inside. So now I have, uh, you know, I, I don't just have Tom Girardi paintings, you guys. I have Jax's lunchbox, which that's is so, cool. I mean, talk about a panty dropper, man. Wow. Wait, do they have like a Bravo museum yet? Other than like Andy's clubhouse? Well, I think at Bravo con, they had one, the first Bravo con. Oh Um, yeah. I was going to say, you could like open your own museum at this point. I mean, I think my room is starting to be that. And I I told you like, cause the agency is like taking over like the sale of my house. And people came in there and they see it. And a couple of listeners actually was like, I listened to that podcast and imagine being a listener and actually seeing that would happen. And see, then my, my, my roommate was like, wait, do you think you mentioned it on the show and they scheduled a listing just to come see your room? And I was like, nobody would do that. No way. Um, but I don't think Jax right now, just to go back to Jax is having that great of a day because he tweeted this on the, uh, on tonight on the 22nd, he tweets. And for the record, I never once in my life told my wife to get large breasts. She wanted a boob job her whole life. I simply gave her the doctor. So enough of the shit I made her do it. You people are sad. We literally watched him argue about the size and say they're not big enough. And put some D's on. He go put some D's on. Yeah, that and he's like, "I'm paying for them, so I'm gonna get what I want." <laughs> we way, watched that. I have no doubt Britney wanted boobs. I don't think Britney wanted that those big of boobs. But Jax always said he was a be- yeah. he was a big he loved big breasted women. 
they've they've always been too much for her frame. But I feel like that's like a criticism that people still like bring up to this day because it's actually fucked up that Jax, you know, forced his wife to go bigger (laughs) and bigger. And so it's like the fact that he's that was probably like six years ago at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like he is still talking about how are you at a wedding in Mexico and you're this angry about like what happened in Mexico that he he needed a tweet about Britney's boobs? He is such like a true narcissist that like the the criticism that he like you know he'll ignore and like pretend it doesn't bother him it actually like deeply deeply bothers oh that's what i'm saying i mean okay this is i wanted to tell did you guys did you watch you and your dude uh watch that untold the girlfriend who didn't exist yeah the monty teo i just spoke to the i just spoke to the directors an hour ago and we're gonna that'll be on the the podcast this week but wasn't that so good the two parts it was so good oh Um, yeah Oh my God. It was like, so, and I remember when that happened I was in college, it was 10 years ago and I didn't pay that much attention to like college football and stuff like that. Cause he was just a college football player at the time, but it was like huge news. He became a laughing stock. He became a meme. If you've watched the documentary, you all know all this, but it's so sad once you actually watch and you're like, wait, he was a victim in this. Comp- oh, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like this psychologically impact this guy, Manti Manti was supposed to go first in the NFL draft. He was a hero at Notre Dame. Supposedly his girlfriend and his grandmother died on the same day. He had never met his girlfriend, but once you watch the documentary, you can kind of see how that happened because he was so religious and it was, was a very, and so yeah. he was like celibate. They weren't trying to have sex. He met this girl online and it was like, yeah, it worked for them. They were long distance. He was very dedicated to football. He could focus on football while also having this relationship that was like virtual. And he was he a sports hero. People, he inspired people so yeah. much. And I, I don't really, you know, I've never been super into sports, but I remember this just because of all the jokes about it in 2013. So this two-part series is so amazing, but it shows the psychological impact that Manti took with this until he met a sports psychologist. And I think, you know, Jax was never a hero, but I think the psychic scars that Vanderpump Rules has put on Jax will stay with this dude for the rest of his life and he will not be able to get over it. You know, it's you're not going to see a Reiki specialist to deal with this. You need to see an actual intense therapist. I, you know, like Jax seems like to fully be angry forever because of this thing that gave him like a pseudo amazing life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. We'll have more news about the wedding. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, this is all. So, it, did you watch? Did Did you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week? Um. Yes, and I think I missed like maybe the last ten minutes of it. Oh, that was like well, can, when Kathy I know, was, that like, was like the best part. I need to like watch it again. It was it was great, but my my whole point was that. Once again, Lisa Rena has done this episode where she points out, like, she immediately, um, because we had left off the week before's episode where Lisa started yelling at Sutton again and then realized that wasn't working and said, it's grief, you guys. I'm trying to live without my mom and I don't know how, which is, you know, on its face, a completely understandable thing. But then the next episode we get to, she self-diagnoses. She's like, okay, yeah, no, I, this is what happened. It's grief. It's all grief. And then on today's like her social media this last weekend has been another mess of it where she even did a video where she was like, you know what guys, I've been an asshole. Even I think I've been more of an asshole in other seasons. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, which is it? Is it it grief? grief? Or have you always been an asshole? Like, exactly. 
Just be honest. Uh, <laughs> I feel like she's panicking though. Like I truly didn't really believe that she was on the chopping block until yes. this last couple of weeks because she seems like she's potentially spiraling. And I don't, I mean, it's weird. It's like, it's like very weird because it feels like panic related rather than like a, a state of strength, you know? I think it's finally real this time that she like legitimately is on the chopping block because I've been seeing rumors about it. And I know that like, there are so many unsubstantiated casting rumors like all the time, but yes. I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire here that I've seen it all over. And also I, I like even, you know, these conversations where you're like, did you watch Beverly Hills? And I'm like, I don't know. Did I like yeah, it <laughs> the ratings cannot be, I know that the ratings are definitely still strong because it's one of Bravo's oh, yeah. rated franchises for sure. But like, the ratings probably aren't what they could be or what they used to be. And I think people are really freaking tired of watching the Fraud Force 5. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You guys, now is the uh, part of the show that I love the most. It's when we get to talk about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week. Our first, of course, is our friends over at BetterHelp. Um... I talk about mental health all of the time and all of the things that I need to do to be able to be a functioning human being. And uh, they always use in, in the copy for this, they always say, you know, hey, how we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it is important to invest time and care into keeping your mind healthy. Um, listen, we take care of our cars. We'll even take care of our bodies more than we will take care of our minds. But we need to treat our minds in a way better way. And that is where better help comes in. Also, just to speak a moment about this too, is that Maditza, uh, who I work with, we were just talking about this on the, the Patreon. And we talk about this 
I mean, you know, is that she is actually uh, doing therapy for the first time and already seems like she's getting so much out of it. And it's just that first step of actually doing it is the hardest part of actually signing up for something like this. You know, the talking itself is usually surprisingly easy. I don't, I feel like people get so scared of something that they don't know much about. But I do know that living in silence or living in your head uh, and not doing something about it has, you know, whenever I've chosen to do that, I've always suffered uh, for it. But actually making just one simple step just to see if that something like this is right for you can really do so much for not just your mind, but your overall health. Um, so there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp Online Therapy, it's it offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I prefer to actually do that, but I understand how some people don't. But I always like to to see the person I'm talking about. And I will tell you this, though. This is <laughs> I used to have a therapist. Uh, this is years and years ago before BetterHelp. And I would – the experience was – you know, she was great. But the experience was always leaving work, going there. You know, I would try to, like, do it around my lunch break. You know, rush over there, like, stressed out, talk to her for, like, 50 minutes – rush back to work, stressed out, not really being able to kind of even sit with what had just happened or what she was talking about. But I do remember also just weird little things like I remember she had like a lazy eye. I thought she had a lazy eye, but she would always like look at this spot behind me and she wouldn't look directly at me. And that always weirded me out. That has really nothing to do with <laughs> better health. And I'm saying if you don't want to see somebody, you don't have to. I, I would have preferred her not to look directly behind me. But the great thing with better help is that you uh, you can do it over video or phone and live chat. These are all amazing options. The whole point is we're trying to make it easy for you to do something about your mental health. And I think that is just so, uh, so awesome. And it is much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Um, it's one of those things, you know, just don't ever give up on yourself or the way you think, or your mental health, make sure you put the time and energy and effort in, even if you don't feel it. You know, like it's like pushing yourself to work out, but do this for your mind. And remember, all you do is go and check it out for yourself. And if it doesn't work for you, remember that you, you don't have to do it. it, it it's really that simple. But I, I think you're always going to be uh, happy that you did something. So our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. All right. And then uh, our, this is our second time. This sponsor is has been with us. And these are our good friends over at ZocDoc. Uh, ZocDoc, you guys, is actually so cool. It also has one of the coolest names. <laughs> I just love saying ZocDoc, but it's actually an app and it's really cool because it makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Yelp or <laughs> something like that of, of finding the right doctors. Um, so, you know, before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? 
With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more, important than finding the right plate of eggs benedict. Uh, If your doctor can uh, recite every line from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off but can't remember your own name, it's time to get a new doctor with ZocDoc. Actually, I would love if my doctor could repeat every line from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That sounds amazing. So I want to tell you how easy this is. You can just get on your phone right now, go to the App Store, and you can download a free ZocDoc app. And it shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, takes your insurance, and are available when you need them. Um, On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. My God, that that is in the copy, but I believe like, each one of those things I actually need. <laughs> ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to the restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors within a few taps. And you can find and review local doctors. So when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. So go to ZocDoc.com slash SoBad and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 20 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash so bad. ZocDoc.com slash so bad. And you guys, this was the coolest. When they um when they advertised with me last time, somebody tweeted at me that they used it and it was great. And I, I was like, oh, that's so cool. People actually are using the stuff that I, I mean, it really does help the show and stuff. But when it's something that actually is cool, I have it on my phone. Um, I should take a pic. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, I think it's great. So really tr- check it out. I think it is something really, really worthwhile. It's kind of a genius, brilliant idea. And also I noticed, and someone actually pointed this out to me, maybe it was in like the Housewives Reddit that I read. I can't remember where I saw it. But apparently Kyle has like not been interacting with Rinna's like Instagram posts like she used to. Which I think Kyle realized. Kyle's distancing, yeah. Kyle's distancing. That's what she does. Well, you know, what's interesting about Kyle, my friend who I got hammered with on Saturday, she works in the art world and she was at this Aspen party um, and met Kyle and Mauricio last month. And she, I thought this was an interesting perspective. Cause I was like, were they nice? She was like, yeah. And you know, like, you know, Mauricio almost seemed relieved that I knew them from TV because they were around like all heavy hitters. Like it was all multi multi-millionaires, some billionaires. And imagine like Kyle and Mauricio are Kings of like the Beverly Hills reality show. But in real life, you have to think, remember they're real people and they're still newly wealthy. So, you know, you know, she was like, ah, you know, I kind of picked up on the thought that maybe, uh, they, they were relieved that somebody recognized them and it made them look like kind of maybe a little cooler because it is interesting. There's a lot more wealthier people than Kyle and Mauricio out there. And I thought that's such an interesting perspective, but I do like the fact thinking that Kyle is distancing herself from what is potentially not working in the show. Oh yeah. Um, and then also no, that's di- fine with me. That's fine. Yo, with yeah, me. yeah, I'm good. Rena out of there. Well, listen, I just never, I was always accepting that Rena would always be there, but I feel like Rena is her no. own worst enemy 
Um, she's making it and so Nathan much worse. Sutton, her and Erica being like, <laughs> do the Rena voice. That Sutton's <laughs> her own worst enemy. Yeah, what's that? When she said Sutton's her own worst Shut enemy. your own worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is, isn't she? Yeah, I'm having a good yeah, time. She is. No, I have a drinking problem. And yeah, and Garcelle like ended Erica this week. Like, you know, like I don't have to oh, make wow. you look bad, Erica. You can do that on your own. And it really was like a just, a, I mean, like finish her kind of a move. And then Diana Jenkins, you guys, this Diana Jenkins cracks me up. I, she, I truly think she put an Instagram post out on like Thursday night where she was like, I am going to get the last laugh. I will get all of you. I am strong, strong Bosnian woman. And I think she thinks she's in the show more than she's in the show because I, I don't know, like her social media presence has been like weirdly panicky as well, where she's like coming after Garcelle now and yeah. saying that Garcelle's fans are like, you know, not well. I mean, I don't think any yeah, of us fans said are the, well. The fandom is like, what did, what word did she use? She said like concerning. Yeah. yeah. Said, like, wait, well, I'm like, like wait, what about all your trafficking like rumors? That's yeah, like a right? concerning too. Also, was that this past episode when they were like having, oh my God, I can't even remember like what was happening. And then, or maybe that was last week's episode where Diana suddenly was like, Garcelle, I feel like you have a problem with me. And it was like, what does that have to do with anything? In the middle of nothing, like a scene will be happening and all of a sudden you'll hear be like, what's going on, you guys? It's me, Diana Jenkins. Like, and and I know Asher needs this for his career or whatever, but at the same, I mean, listen, I'm all... And you guys, don't get me wrong. I want Diana to have a second season. I want the, like, I laugh so much about Diana and like, just even those little moments makes me laugh. But the social media aspect of it all, these ladies always screw themselves. They always like participate in the most banal conversations and like, they'll react at anything. Like any fan can get their goat, which is, you know, it's sad that fans even try to do that. But at the same time, you don't have to respond to it. And they always take the bait. Wait, side note. Did you just, is that, okay, so I read this tweet that said, you know, you read a lot or you're a big reader if you're constantly mispronouncing words. Like yeah. I say a word out loud. Is big that reader. really how you, you pronounce banal? Sophie, I don't know to tell you the truth. I thought it was banal. I could be, and the, you know what's so sad is that either of us could be right. I really don't know. Someone, someone tell yeah, us. Yeah, somebody start, please somebody tell please me. Somebody please let us know, is it banal or banal? <laughs> oh my God, there's this one girl on Instagram, cause I don't, I always make a lot one word and she'll always, and like, oh, yeah. I just, it's all, and she'll all, I mean, without fail, she'll always be like, you blew it again. It's two words. You blew it again. No, uh, I replied to this tweet and said how, until like last year, I thought Yosemite was pronounced Yosemite. And then- <laughs> And then ubiquitous, ubiquitous, I would pronounce, I was like bragging my dad after I like took the SATs that I used the word ubiquitous in an essay, but I pronounced it ubiquitous. (laughs) And then also, um, they're lucky they let you go to college. And I pronounced Barbados, Barbados. Now that actually works. I think that actually sounds classier than Barbados, Barbados. Okay, but I'm like the queen of mispronouncing words, so I'm sorry, guys, if you've no. I mean, listen. I mean, I, I, 
I always kind of have like a Midwestern twang to like a lot of the things that I say. And I, I actually get really nervous. I screwed up the direct, one of the director's names from the uh, Manti Teo documentary today. And I even asked him how to pronounce it right before. And then in my mind, once I do that, it's almost a guarantee that I'm going to screw it up. Cause I think I'm putting that out there. Like, Hey, how do I pronounce your last name again? And then it's like, Oh, you're then definitely going to screw it up. Out yes. Like, okay. never mind. But yeah, let us know in the comments yeah. guys. Is <laughs> I'm it sure you guys will let us know. Um, actually speaking of casting rumors, this just came out uh, according to Demois. Uh, this is the cast of Roni legacy. The rumor that Demois just put out today. It's Countess Luann, Jill Zarin, Kelly Ben Simone, Dorinda Tinsley and Sonia which means Ramona would be missing, which also explains Ramona's social media presence is also unhinged. She was in the Hamptons. I felt like, I felt like somebody gave her ecstasy or Molly or something. She's now Probably. just, you know, she was in a rave outfit, but that's a pretty, if that is the cast, I would be very happy with that cast. That's a strong and, cast. That's a strong cast. But then I'm also seeing Ebony and Leah supposedly unfollowed each other this weekend. So I don't know what that means. If Ebony if, and Leah did. Yeah. And I don't know if Ebony oh. then is then still cast in the new Roni. Cause I heard that some, you know, she might stay around for the new revamped Roni, not the legacy cast, but the regular cast. And I wonder if that means Leah didn't get picked up for the regular cast. Did that ever turn out to be true on ultimate girls trip in Thailand that she like threw elephant shit at people and had to go home early. That was like debunked, right? Yeah, that was debunked, but I mean, come on, that would be amazing. If somebody threw elephant dung at you, I mean- Who came up with that? It's Who such a, with that? See, some of these people that do rumors are really bad, but then some people are kind of like weirdly creative where I'm like, that's really funny. It's too weird to be like fake, you know? Yeah, no, totally. The truth uh, is stranger than fiction. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, uh, this was interesting. NeNe Leaks, you guys. Um, I talked about NeNe Leaks suing Bravo and Andy Cohen and NBC Universal. Um, and she, as of today, has uh, dropped that lawsuit. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to pull up the information here. Uh, Dave Quinn for People Magazine reports the star filed a lawsuit against Bravo, NBC Universal, and franchise producer Andy Cohen and other parties in April. Um, but court documents obtained by people on Monday indicated the former reality star dismisses this action and all claims asserted by leaks without prejudice. All parties consent and stipulate to the foregoing dismissal. The document reads, no party will seek recovery of costs or attorney's fees in any submission to this court. Um, and also Dave Quinn says, well, that might, you know, people might think that means a settlement, but yeah, I was going to say, does that mean they settled out of court? It does. No, because if it did settle out of court, it would be with prejudice. So Nini can mm -hmm. still sue down the line. But if it's uh, with prejudice, you cannot sue, which would mean right, potentially right. a, you know, a payday. Huh. So I thought that was really interesting. And Dave says, like, we'll never know exactly what happened unless one of the parties talks. From her side, it could be there was insufficient evidence to win or Nini didn't want to spend the money it would cost to find, fight it or apologize and offers were made that satisfied her. Um, and so, I mean, but listen, I don't, I think Nini completely burned this bridge. If you sue yeah. Andy Cohen, NBC, you know, I mean, I just don't, as much as I would love to see Nini on a girl's trip, I think, you know, if you, if you sue all three of those parties, I think you would be kind of done, right? Oh, she, yeah. I mean, she totally burned that bridge. I'm just so curious why all of a sudden it was dismissed because it felt like she had just came out and tweeted about it, about the racism again, 
like last week or the week before. So I'm just like curious what went down. Yeah, something went, well, I mean, and it says one of the parties has to talk unless they sign some sort of, you know, gag order. But I, I would imagine we would hear from Nini's side, at least on a podcast or she, I mean, she's, she lets things slip and information slip. Also, this is huge news. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac's Robin and Juan Dixon obtained marriage license nearly three years after their second what? They were sick of the memes. There were I mean, so many memes recently. It was like all of these things have happened since Robin and Juan Dixon. <laughs> but three years is a long time to be engaged with somebody. And then, but by the way, this just means they got a marriage license, right? That that means they're gonna do they're gonna supposedly say I do in February of this year, which is exciting. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, sorry to go back to Beverly Hills. But this is great. Uh, did you happen to read this story where remember Judge Trisha Bigelow? If that name sounds familiar, you guys, it's because that is the judge that Tom Girardi was playing hanky panky with for a couple of years uh, in like, I think, 2011 to 2014 oh, or 15. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys, Trisha Bigelow, who stepped down last year as a presiding justice of an app appellate court division in Los Angeles, handed over the gifts this week after the Times asked for an explanation of checks Girardi wrote to her in 2017, including one for $5,000 from his law firm's bank account. Um, so she has returned, supposedly, all of his gifts that uh, he got. I mean, of course, you can't, you know, give back like the facial, you know, Botox and stuff like that. But he was paying her Sachs bill and paying for her plastic surgery, Erica Jane said back uh, when this story first broke a couple of years ago. Um, but what I think is the important part of this story is that Trisha Bigelow didn't try to fight this at all. She, she was like, here. Back. All, the she was respect, like, all the respect to Trisha Bigelow. I mean, she said, this is not my money. This is victim's money paid from exactly. the so. But exactly. I mean, like, so for all the people that are like, why does Erica get so much hate for something her husband allegedly did? That's why. Well, it's That's like, why. She did, but she didn't even try to fight it. Like, she was like, yeah, you're right. Here you go. Take it. I yeah, don't want she it. was like, please, please take it, which is what a normal person with like a conscience would do in that case. I mean, kind yeah, of. I, I mean, would like to think. I would like fighting to think for that. bobbles is just weird. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, this is actually, thank God this is, he's okay, but. Uh, did you, Scott Disick flipped his his new oh, Lambo yeah. in a, in a residential neighborhood. He hit a stone mailbox and it flipped his Lamborghini. Did you see the photos of it? Yeah, because completely. Was like, it looked bad, and I'm shocked that he was not more seriously injured, and also not so shocked that he ended up not getting breathalyzed or cited, and he refused medical attention because he clearly did not want to be breathalyzed or drug tested or whatever it was, I would say, and I'm not just saying this because it's like judging him based on his past actions, but it's like based on the photos of the accident and the fact that he didn't, he, he said no to medical attention when he definitely was injured based on those I mean, photos. you have to be in shock at that point, even if yeah. you walk away without like just minor scrapes. I mean, he really it's is lucky that he's alive. I know it seems like he is lucky he's alive. He, it, I would, I think it's safe to say he probably was driving under the influence or at the very least speeding in a residential area. And it's very good that his children weren't in the car. Oh my God. Thank God. I mean, yeah, but that's what the police said that uh, 
you know, he did not appear to be inebriated, which by the way, you guys, maybe he wasn't drunk, but I mean, haven't we heard like that Scott's thing, you know, allegedly was pills anyways, like, wasn't that his kind of. Also, it's like, I'm sorry if Scott Disick ended up, you know, roadside and these sheriffs or whoever they were, were like, hey, we're going to breathalyze you. And Scott Disick takes out $60,000 in cash that he probably has in his pocket. Or what They're if like, he, 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 he hits the Chris Jenner alert button? Right. Like, I am such a conspiracy theorist when it comes to people getting paid off, because I think if you're especially right now in a recession that we're in, if this celebrity is like, hey, if I pay you 60K or pay your your child's college tuition for the next four years. Were you watching Only Murders in the Building right now? The second season? Oh, I know I know. I would like that, but I haven't watched it. Okay. Well, just because there is like a, a kind of a storyline about a cop selling, you know, like trying to earn extra money, you know? Like, it also pisses me off. It's like the Ghislaine Maxwell thing, how she is in prison for sex trafficking good, but it's like, who did she traffic these children to? Like- I mean, that part is no matter like, how you like- yeah, that is the, like, where's your black off? book and why, wait, why? But like, those are the, the simple questions that I would love answers to that. I feel like we could get an answer in lickety split of, Hey guys, why don't we get the black book? Like Elaine's bad. Yeah. I'm glad she's away, but why can't we get the, the, the black book of all the people that you, you, you know, the traffic these because women to people have been paid off. That's yeah. what like, so now I'm such a conspiracy theorist with people who have money. They never face the same consequences, which we know already, but it's like, yeah, it completely makes sense. But yeah, I mean, Scott Jessica, he was driving drunk in a residential area. Thank God, you know, he didn't hurt anyone else and his children were in the car and didn't, you know, God forbid, turn into an Anne Hache situation. Oh my God. But Could like, you imagine? I mean, I, I, I really do. I like Scott Disick. I, 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 I'm curious at what his role is going to be on the new season of the Kardashians. Um, especially because Courtney made it very known that, you know, she's very protective of her life now. I, I, and Scott makes it very known that he's really wanting to still be a part of this family. It just seems like Scott can't get his shit together. And when you flip a Lamborghini, it doesn't really say in any capacity that you're doing good, you know, even if it's a complete accident. Right. Um, right. I don't it's think you... maybe it's a cry for help. Like, should we I reach out to him? Yeah. Scott, what's going on, you guys? I'm sorry. I wasn't, I was looking down. I was looking at an Instagram post. I need to de-age myself in my Instagram photos and like put up more like, um, like show the show cleavage and stuff like that. Yeah. And then maybe I would stand a chance at him, like answering my DMs, but I'm definitely too old for him now. Oh yeah. I mean, that's not no offense to you because you're still very young to like 95% of the world, but to Scott Disick, you're done. I know. DiCaprio, you're done. Like there's, you're not, there's just no way. Who's the other Dane cook. You're done. You're not going to even ever be invited to a Dane cook party from this point out. Um, and I want to go to a Dane cook game night. I love games. Could you, could you imagine, could you imagine going to a Dane cook party and going, Everybody's real young around here. How old? Let's go around the room and say how old everybody is. I would be that guy. That like, how old is everybody? That needs to be a Family Guy, like plot. <laughs> I can like so see that being a Family Guy. Thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> congratulations to Real Housewives of Atlanta. They celebrated their 300th episode last night. I think that is insane. With 300 of something, hats off to the ladies of Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I really, I still love watching that show. It's really easy because I don't. 
I don't really cover it. So like I get to watch it and I get to enjoy it. And even the season, which is not like insane, I still just genuinely love all of these women. Also last night on HBO, House of Dragons premiered, which is a Game of Thrones spinoff. And it premiered, it, it broke the, I guess, HBO Max records. It like, you couldn't actually even watch HBO Max for a second because it like the system went down. It premiered with 10 million viewers. And just so you guys know, the original uh, Game of Thrones premiere only had 4.2 million. So this thing was so highly anticipated and did great Wait, numbers. How many did it have? 10 million people watched it last night. And that's just on one night. So like I all these- I thought everyone buffers. was done with Game of Thrones after the, like, the horrible last season. No, like, baby. Well, this is a prequel and people love dragons. Oh my God. They genuinely I, love dragons. I hate going through this again. I You're was good. so satisfied <laughs> when everyone turned on Game of Thrones and that the last season was like, made the whole show not worth it. I was like, that is satisfying to me as someone who has never watched <laughs> the show hater. and always as a hater, I always got <laughs> left out. And now everyone's back. Oh, it's back. Also, a lot of splits happen, uh, you know, and this is good. A lot of marriages happened this week, but also a lot of splits. Um, Jacob Elordi and Olivia Jade split rest in peace. I didn't even know they were together. Yeah. It's like, means nothing to me, but I just wanted to tell all you guys out there. Uh, And then, um, Zach Bia, whoever this dork is and Olivia Rodrigo split this guy. I don't see how he's getting all these women. Have you you seen seen this guy? Like Madison beer and the really pretty girl whose name I'm forgetting from outer banks. He like dates all the hot young, like starlets. And apparently he's like, a coke dealer to the stars i don't know that's allegedly 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 Allegedly, like he's just some like socialite like rich kid that always ends up dating like the most beautiful young starlets in hollywood and he's like a schlubby like he's average i mean like listen he must have the best personality ever he must have like the best game it's like his whole like he's like a socialite and he has a lot of money and he's probably maybe allegedly a drug dealer so I hope do with that information it, what you Max, will. if you allegedly ever did that to my Olivia Rodrigo, I'd be so mad at you. Um, but then Max Eric, remember this douchebag, Max Eric, that used to be engaged oh, to Demi Lovato? Yeah, he yeah. popped up and made a creepy comment on a post about Olivia who's 19 years old and he's, you know, mid to late 20. I mean, I don't, but that douchebag was, remember that guy, he was like going to the press with everything. But Demi Lovato, not only is she back to the she, her pronouns, she is celebrating um, a, a new boyfriend that they went Instagram official this uh, this past week, and they both gushed about each other on uh, Instagram. She celebrated her 30th birthday. Her boyfriend, get this, and I don't know how your boyfriend spells his name, but he spells his name J-U-T-E and then the dollar sign, Jutes. I don't know. I don't know if that's Jutes or, but it's a the dollar sign instead of an S. But Demi says, I've never smiled so much. And I'm like, yeah, I'd never smile so much too if I hung out with a guy with like that dollar symbol in their name. That's going to be hysterical. I'm, I wish Demi the best. I wish Demi the best. I wish her the best. Yes. Uh, and uh, as we wind down and close up here, Britney Spears duet with Elton John, the, uh, revamped version of tiny dancer comes out this friday and i'm very excited i hope it's i hope it's just as good as the dua lipa uh elton john uh remix but you know Brittany once again was taking to instagram today um and 
you know, she admits, I mean, we were talking about psychology and, and mental health earlier is that Brittany even says in the post from today, this is kind of like heartbreaking. Just like she talks about social media, everybody's life seems so perfect. And when I post things, I think most of the time I've been utterly and completely embarrassed of my past and who can forget those documentaries. So yes, I do try and post me looking my best or what it may seem to be the good life. Well, the truth is my spirits are better, but I will be forever traumatized by my past experiences for life. There is no way to fix me, my emotions and my sensitivity, therapy, all of it. I think I will need some sort of miracle for my emotions. My life is by no means picture perfect. I cry myself to sleep most nights. I'm insecure as hell. I don't know how to have good posture unless I'm on camera and I need to go to school just to be taught how to freaking walk. I know you say, but you're a performer. Well, that's it. It's an act on stage. In real life, I have no clue. And I'm working on that. I'm so lazy and I'm learning the word more. I've never had seconds at the dinner table. And I know, especially in LA, a lot of people starve themselves, but it's weird. I want more lately. Does that make me a bad person? It's weird. Just the other night, someone made me the best mac and cheese. I swear I wanted more so bad, but I didn't do it when I thought about it. Have I ever had seconds? It's called more and maybe more isn't so bad and opening to more and the door. Oh, I thought that way, but I thought, you know, like, listen, everybody can make it, but I thought that made a lot of sense. It does. It does. But she's just damaged. It's very obvious that there's a lot of trauma and it doesn't just, I know everyone was celebrating when, you know, the conservatorship was ended and it's, it's, there's not a whole lot to really, I mean, we are celebrating because we get new Britney for the first time in a long time, new Britney music. So that's great for us, the fans. And it's great that Britney has her freedom now, but like, she's very much traumatized and went through hell for over a decade. And you yeah. know, it's very obvious that she's traumatized. And I think that's why it's like, I will never be cool with bashing her, bashing her social media presence or making fun of her being like, is she okay? It's like, no, she's not okay. But like, let's let her live. And why would she be okay? Why? I mean, imagine being like kidnapped kind of by your family in a way, like imagine not being able, like at certain points we turn 18 and we get like kind of the keys to our own life. And she kind of didn't get that for a long time. And she wasn't really able to make the mistakes that a lot of us are able to make uh, and learn from in our lives. Just like me passing out on a lawn the other night, I can hopefully learn from that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it bums me out. And I think it's, you know, it's going to be an ongoing battle for her mental health for the, uh, the rest of her life, which I hate. Um, what's coming up for you this week? What's going on with, uh, uh, the writing? When does the show come back? Sophie, what we, we need to know all these questions. Yeah. So we're recording season two starting next week, which I'm very excited about. So get ready guys. Season two of my podcast And, um, yeah, just, you know, I have a lot of freelance stories that are on my list right now that I'm working on. So follow me for some fun freelance stories. And yeah, I've also been like really obsessed. I wanted to mention this. Do you watch American Horror Story or American Horror Stories? You were, I watched the first season of it. And then I think by the third season, it got too gory for me, which is weird. Or it was like the clown season. But like, I love so, the first season with the latex man and all that stuff. I loved it. But you, you're you into it? I highly recommend American Horror Stories. It's on Hulu and it's like an anthology series from Ryan Murphy. So it's like every episode is a different like little mini horror story. Like, are you afraid of the dark? But like for adults. 
And so, yeah, I've been really into that. And wait, I'm is it, is it dude, watch. is your guy like it too? Is it dude approved or is it just, no, he doesn't like all of my like weird shit. Wait, he likes like uh superheroes and stuff. American horror story is kind of in that genre in a way. Oh, he likes like Marvel movies. He doesn't like my like fucked up, like true crime. Actually, I was just listening to a podcast and um, I was listening to it with my mom. It's like one of my favorite true crime podcasts called Mr. Ballin. He's also a YouTuber and I love his YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you're t- yeah, I think you told me about him, yeah. He's like a great storyteller. And I was listening to his podcast and my mom was like, this sounds like candy. This sounds like the show Candy with Jessica Biel. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, it's literally not. And then at it the is. end of the episode, she was like, wait, it's it's the thing about Pam, the one with Renee Zellweger, oh, which I yeah. never watched. I never watched that one, but it was a podcast episode about Pam from the thing about Pam. And now I want to watch that show. I want to recommend 90 Day UK. Um, it's part of the 90 Day uh, Universe, but it's only on the streaming channel. But it is what I loved about old school 90 Day Fiance. The characters are all just very real still. And they're not like... Angela or like kind of affected by fame and it is just so even the the shooting of it is just so much better and stable and I think it's really there's like four or five episodes out now and I think it's just really really well done and I was watching that mess of a reunion for 90 day last night and they're just it's just all those people are just such a mess I don't think you watch it but there's this guy Mohammed who is with this girl uh uh Eve and he wants to get over here so bad. He's like really into his religion and all stuff like that. But of course he's already uh, cheating on her. And by the end of the reunion, he had gotten caught sending messages, inappropriate messages with a woman. And he had, he'd given her such a hard time all season about like his religion and the stuff. It's always these people that like really stand up for their religion. They end up sinning like the most. It is so weird, but I don't know. Oh, 90 boy. day UK is fabulous. I think you guys really should check it out and please check out the, the girlfriend who didn't exist. It's the untold series on Netflix about the Manti Teo oh catfishing so stories. So, so good. Um, you're off uh, to vacation with your family. Yeah. Family vacay coming up. We're just going to South Carolina. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. We'll tell your family. I said, hi. And, uh, Thank you so much. And you guys go uh, subscribe to So True with Sophie Ross. Uh, Subscribe now. So when the first episode drops, you'll be able to uh, get it immediately. Uh, You can always subscribe to her Substack or super follow her on Twitter. Uh, It's at Soph Ross. How many? It's four S's? Four S's at the end. Four S's. Uh, Okay, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Betches.